Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is the London Visited Podcast on your favorite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history, and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here, or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go to the National Portrait Gallery. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering the National Portrait Gallery and so many other places across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. The National Portrait Gallery is an art gallery in London that houses a collection of portraits of historically important and famous British people. When it opened in 1856, it was arguably the first national public gallery in the world that was dedicated to portraits. The gallery moved in 1896 to its current site at St Martin's Place, off Trafalgar Square, and adjoining the National Gallery. The National Portrait Gallery also has regional outposts in Yorkshire and also in Somerset. It's unconnected to the Scottish National Portrait Gallery in Edinburgh, with which its remit overlaps. The gallery is a non-departmental public body, sponsored by the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. The collection houses portraits of historically important and famous British people, selected on the basis of significance of the sitter, not that of the artist. The collection includes photographs and caricatures, as well as paintings, drawings and sculpture. One of the best-known images is the Shandos portrait, the most famous portrait of William Shakespeare although there is some uncertainty about whether the painting actually is of the playwright. Not all of the portraits are exceptional artistically, though there are some self-portraits by William Hogarth, Sir Joshua Reynolds and other British artists of note. Some, such as a group of portraits of the participants in the Somerset House Conference of 1604, are important historical documents in their own right. Often, the curiosity value is greater than the artistic worth of a work, as in the case of a portrait of Edward VI by William Scrotes, Patrick Branwell Bronte's painting of his sisters, Charlotte, Emily and Anne, or a sculpture of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert in medieval costume. Portraits of living figures were allowed from 1969. In addition to its permanent galleries of historical portraits, the National Portrait Gallery exhibits a rapidly changing selection of contemporary work, 
stages exhibitions of portrait art by individual artists and hosts the annual BP Portrait Prize competition. Three people are largely responsible for the founding of the National Portrait Gallery and they are commemorated with busts over the former main entrance in St Martin's Place. At the centre is Philip Henry Stanhope, 4th Earl Stanhope, with the supporters on either side. Thomas Babington Macaulay, 1st Baron Macaulay, to Stanhope's left, and Thomas Carlyle, to Stanhope's right. It was Stanhope who, in 1846, as Member of Parliament, MP, first proposed the idea of the National Portrait Gallery. It was not until his third attempt, in 1856, this time from the House of Lords, that the proposal was accepted. With Queen Victoria's approval, the House of Commons set aside a sum of £2,000 to establish the gallery. As well as Stanhope and Macaulay, the founder trustees included Benjamin Disraeli and Lord Ellesmere. It was the latter who donated the Shandos portrait to the nation as the gallery's first portrait. Carlyle then became a trustee after the death of Ellesmore in 1857. For the first 40 years, the gallery was housed in various locations in London. The first 13 years were spent in Great George Street, Westminster. There, the collection increased from size from 57 to 208 items, and the number of visitors from 5,300 to 34,500. In 1869, the collection moved to Exhibition Road, the buildings managed by the Royal Horticultural Society. Following a fire in those buildings, the collection was moved in 1885, this time to the Bethnal Green Museum. This location was ultimately unsuitable due to its distance from the West End, condensation and lack of waterproofing. Following calls for a new location to be found, the government accepted an offer of funds from the philanthropist William Henry Alexander. Alexander donated £60,000, followed by another £20,000, and also chose the architect, Ewan Christian. The government provided the new site on St Martin's Place, adjacent to the National Gallery, and £16,000. The buildings are faced in Portland Stone. Both the architect and the gallery's first director died shortly after the new building was completed. The gallery opened at its new location on the 4th of April 1896. The first extension in 1933 resulted in a wing which was designed by the architect Sir Richard Allison on a site previously occupied by the St George's Barracks running along Orange Street. In February 1909, a murder-suicide took place in the gallery, known as the Arctic Group. In an apparently planned attack, John Tempest Dawson, aged 70, shot his 58-year-old wife, Nanny Kasky, from behind with their revolver and then shot himself in the mouth, dying instantly. His wife died in hospital several hours later. Both were American nationals who had lived in Hove for around 10 years. Evidence in the inquest suggested that Dawson, a wealthy and well-traveled man, was suffering from a delusion. The incident came to the public attention in 2010 when the gallery's archive was put online as this included a personal account of the event by James Donald Milner, then the assistant director of the gallery. The collections of the National Portrait Gallery were stored in Buckinghamshire during the Second World War, along with pieces from the Royal Collection and paintings from the Speaker's House in the Palace of Westminster. In January 2008, the gallery received its largest single donation to date a £5 million gift from the US billionaire Randy Lerner. In January 2012, Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, announced the National Portrait Gallery as one of her official patronages. Her portrait was unveiled in January 2013. The gallery holds nearly 20 portraits of different members of her family. 
In June 2017, it was announced that the National Portrait Gallery had been awarded a funding of $9.4 million from the Heritage Lottery Fund towards its major transformation program, Inspiring People, the gallery's biggest ever development. The gallery had already raised over £7 million of its £35.5 million target. The building works were scheduled to start in 2020. In October 2019, a group of semi-naked environmental campaigners were drenched in fake oil in one of the wings of the main hall as part of a protest against BP's sponsorship of a collection of pieces in the gallery. The protest performance piece, which was entitled Crude Truth, involved a clothed protester reciting a monologue in which they called upon arts organisations to sever ties with companies funding extinction. Three activists covered in black liquid lay down for about five minutes on a plastic sheet before standing up again, wiping themselves down with towels and cleaning up after themselves. The action, which was applauded by onlookers, passed uninterrupted. A major program of refurbishment with the project name Inspiring People led to the gallery's closure from 2020 to 2023. Some galleries closed by late May 2020, with full closure by July 2020. There were a number of planned exhibitions and collaborations around the UK to display parts of the collection while the gallery was closed. These included exhibitions starting at the York Art Gallery in 2021, the Holborn Museum in Bath, Tudor Portraits 2022, and museums in Liverpool, Newcastle, Coventry and Edinburgh, which later toured to other venues. Other partners included the National Trust, the National Maritime Museum and the National Gallery. The Inspiring People project comprises of a comprehensive redisplay of the collection from the Tudors to now, combined with the complete refurbishment of the building, the creation of new public spaces, a more welcoming visitor entrance and public forecourt, with a new state-of-the-art learning centre. The East Wing returned to being a gallery space with its own new street entrance. The refurbishment cost £41 million. It added new galleries, learning spaces, restaurants and a public forecourt. The gallery's main entrance was moved and features three new 4-metre, 13-foot bronze doors, which carry 42 portraits of an unnamed woman, drawn by Tracy Emmon. The gallery reopened to the public on the 22nd of June 2023. In addition to the bust of the three founders of the gallery over the entrance, the exterior of two of the original 1896 buildings are decorated with stone busts of eminent portrait artists, biographical writers and historians. And we were there recently to film it, so if you want to see some of the portraits that they've got in there, then whiz over to our YouTube channel and you'll find a recent video on it since it's been reopened. And the Tudor Gallery is absolutely amazing. So I hope you've enjoyed our look at the National Portrait Gallery. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any other places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or through our social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand-ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com slash awards for 2022 details.